0: to
1: Of a love. love.
0: Hello, this is Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. Every so often, we get the opportunity to catch a musical coming through Boston and then sit with the actors or musicians for a chat. We were especially lucky to have a conversation with the lovely Zena Ellis, who plays the fairy godmother in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella at the beautifully restored Emerson Colonial Theater. We saw the show the night before talking with Zena and had a fantastic time. The show is a fresh new take on the beloved tale of a young woman who was trans, formed from a chambermaid into a princess hilarious and romantic cinderella combines the story's classic elements glass slippers a pumpkin and a beautiful ball along with some surprising twists But we aren't going to give anything more away. You'll just have to catch the show before it moves on to another town. Cinderella runs in Boston through December 30th, and you can get your tickets at emersoncolonialtheater.com. So here is our conversation with Zena Ellis, recorded at the historic Emerson Colonial Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. You have superpowers so
2: that is so very true <laughs>
0: <laughs> what they're called superpowers
2: magical powers magical powers yeah <laughs> well, welcome uh. to this oh wait uh, that's so funny it actually is my resume
0: <laughs> it is your <a> resume
2: <laughs> that's too funny
0: <laughs> it is They've done their homework. we've done wow. our homework <laughs> well the thing is should I just say it just say it Ryan right. I don't know if you know this but I used to be an actor <laughs> so I was an actor in New York City I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Uh-huh. You know, Are you Ameri-
1: always an actor if
0: you've been an actor before? It's or Is like, that
1: like always like
0: it's, yeah, a it's, dentist if you've been a dentist? Is, is that, I feel like yeah. Is yes. that how it goes? If you were a dentist at one point in your life, you're always a dentist? Oh
1: yeah. As long as you keep up with your dues, I guess. But <laughs> I mean as an actor, like you could probably be in the screen actors guild. Mm-hmm.
0: Well <laughs> you have to pay your dues and stuff. I'm gonna start field. calling I you was actor an act- actor Chuck. <laughs> I was in actor's equity, but then I let my my thing lapse sure. a long, long time ago. But you don't know this, but resumes for actors are very different from a regular resume. We call them CVs in the other world. Mm Yes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the name of the play, the part you played, where you played it, Mm -hmm. and who the director was. Mm -hmm. So, I was looking to see if I knew anybody that you've been with. Yeah, any luck? Uh, No.
2: Okay. Unfortunately, not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I haven't been an actor since like the 90s. Yeah, he was in like a commercial for Connect Four that, in the eighties. Remember? That's not true.
1: Pretty sneaky, <laughs> sis. No,
0: but Jason Alexander is that the is that the Seinfeld
2: Jason yeah, Alexander? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, cool. That's that cool. Guy. He's fun. He's a great teacher too.
0: Is he? mm Hmm. Was that in New York?
2: Um, that was at school.
0: That was at school mm-hmm. at Yale.
2: All right, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to get that
0: out of out of the way. Yeah. Now we've yeah. said it all. Yeah. We've confessed. I'm not an actor. And now we can move on.
1: But we're so glad you're
0: here.
2: I'm glad to be here.
1: And we're so glad to see you with another outfit, because you change outfits all the time.
0: Well, I'm a little disappointed. I wanted you to come in the room like you did last night oh when you came gosh. in and there's applause. And,
2: and the smoke. And the smoke.
0: You don't have that going on every time you come in the room?
2: Unfortunately, no. I, I don't have an entourage, a smoke entourage.
0: Well, you should.
1: You definitely should. We were here last night and really blown away by the performance. It was beautiful. I was there with my daughter, who's 10 years old, oh, and her yay. friend, who's 10, <laughs> And they were just, you know, mouth open the whole time and loved it. Um, and Chuck was, too. You should have seen him. Like, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, he's a little weepy. A lot to discuss. I think we'll, we'll circle back, mm-hmm. of course. But um, there's nothing like that second scene where you come back and everyone's just like, Yes. <laughs> The fairy godmother is back. You know, it's like you wait for it, you wait for it. And I didn't know it was going to happen at that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know the story in general. Right, right. But I kind of, I don't know. I thought that might be a good way to start is just um, to think about that role and the the connection you have to the power of the story.
0: It's a little deep for 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs)
1: Let's
2: dive right in. No, I... I love it. And it's really something we talked about in rehearsals is the idea of Marie, both as like crazy Marie, the forest lady, and right. also as the fairy godmother. She's sort of nuts, being?
1: I think was the line.
0: Yeah. Sweet
2: and delicate. But nuts, which is highly relatable.
0: Plus, what do, you got, You had a foul <laughs> mouth up there. What were you? What were those curse words you used? Fiddley d or something? Faldral
2: and fiddledd. Yeah,
0: I was just Chuck, like, this is, this is non- not an children's podcast. we're gonna have to make this right, kid
2: friendly. Yeah, so just like the idea of how, even though you might think of this character as just sort of like breezing in and making all this magic happen and then sort of disappearing our director Gino, was like no 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 this character is driving the story and you know watching everything that's going on and piecing it mm-hmm. together and saying, I see in Cinderella the ability to really make a change in this world. I see each of these different pieces that ends up playing such a big part in the story. Marie kind of puts it all together, which is very fun for me.
1: Right. And I hadn't thought of that till this minute about Marie being the wise woman that is the person in our lives that can be a mentor with a Mm -hmm. protégé. When you think about a fairy godmother, I read a little bit about it and I I never thought of it as godmother. (laughs) <laughs> I, it sounds silly. I mean, I didn't grow up with a godparent, uh-huh. but that's really the role that you have with Cinderella.
2: Yeah, Marie yeah. definitely has a little omniscience going on. She, she knows some things. And yeah. maybe she knows some things because no one watches their mouths while they're around her because they think she's insane. Mm. Or maybe she's got a little a little more going on.
0: Right. There was a, a little bit of a crossover with the original story mm-hmm and pulling in today a little bit mm-hmm. one thing i noticed and you know and it kind of made me realize the same thing kind of thing happened with the wizard of oz you were the conduit for her to get those things mm-hmm. but you were very much also the powers in you mm-hmm. it was very it was very what's the word i'm looking for um symbiotic no uh, that's way too big a word for me to uh, it was it was. It was mutual. No, it, mutual. That did not make well, any sense. What, say what, what so did you say again? It, it was empowering. <laughs> yes, you were, you were empowering yes. her. Oh, to, I thought to you said
1: that. it was good for her and good good for both of. Them. And I kind of thought of the Wizard of <laughs> Oz was the same way where they mm-hmm. said
0: you always had the power in you, and even though it ends up being the shoes, <laughs> right, but that's right. what I liked about it. It was it was pulling in that that symbiotic. Right. Oh, part it was of very. Me. So you were saying it was very empowering. I it got was it. empowering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, but that's yeah. what I liked about it, and it wasn't just you. Giving her wishes. Right. It is about you helping her realize her the power within herself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was another thing we talked about in rehearsals, the idea that part of her journey is that she thinks she needs the shoes and the carriage and the the beautiful dress and all of that. But then in the end, which I don't think is a spoiler because we all know the story, right. the prince sees her for who she is, for her personality and her confidence. Yeah. And we're excited to be able to to make that really, really clear in our version of the story.
1: Yeah. Are you beautiful because of how I see you or do I see you? Sorry, I'm gonna botch the line. <laughs> uh, the beauty of that line uh-huh. that I cannot that I cannot that uh, I cannot. I'm in recite. love with
0: you because you're beautiful. You're beautiful because I love you. Yes, yes. right. Do I yes. love you
2: because you're beautiful? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And and do I love you because you're wonderful, or are you mm-hmm. wonderful because I love you? It Says so much about interhuman connections. It
2: does, and it might be yeah somewhere in the middle. Yeah. For real. yeah,
1: I forgot when it was, but when you said to her, every little girl or every girl mm-hmm. strives to have that beauty and wear the dress and go to the ball and meet their prince. Mm-hmm. Which back in the day, in the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. when when Cinderella was out and all the other musicals were out, it stopped there. Right. And you have a beautiful mix of, and every girl can change the world oh, yes. and, can, <laughs> and can really create change. Yeah. So I felt that that was very powerful. That's
2: one of my favorite lines.
1: <laughs> and at the same time, you're not getting rid of the mm-hmm. old... Who doesn't want to dress up and look great?
2: Right, right.
0: <laughs> Tell us about when the rehearsal process, when he mm-hmm. first sat down with you and said, This is how we're going to approach this musical. Were they talking about these themes? Was it, do you remember how that went?
2: I do. And I'll also say that this version of the show is the one that played on Broadway in 2012. So there are a few other people. A lot of really wonderful, sparkly other people who have approached the role. So I think a lot of what they did is also a part of it. And our Mm. team on this production is a lot of people who were involved with the Broadway production too. So they have a very, very clear idea of how they want the story to be told and how specifically Douglas Carter Bean and David Chase, our our music and arranger and book writer, wanted to approach it because obviously we can't talk to Rodgers and Hammerstein right now, but Mm. um, we can talk to these people who spent so much time with their work trying to piece it together. So I'm kind of coming to this story as one of many people who've worked on it and who have looked at this character and tried to understand her. So yeah, we did spend a lot of time just sitting down and talking through the script and it was sort of challenging because, you know, I'm not in a ton of the story in terms of number of lines. Yeah,
1: but it's powerful. Right, right. the message is almost over that in a sense, or it complements that?
2: there are definitely songs that can be delved into for lots and lots of meaning. And so sometimes it was, you know, looking at the songs in a lot of depth and thinking, how can I bring this idea to the words that I speak on stage too, And how can I make a cohesive story that sort of makes sense to my actor brain and that the audience understands? And that is true to the story. And I I think we did a lot of trying to understand the original, understand what's different, why it's different, and how we can just make it all make sense.
1: I want to dive into that a little bit more about you said from the songs mm-hmm. and the melodies the emotion and the meaning how do you do it what's your process mm-hmm. whether it's conscious or not conscious but and actually last night in the moment mm-hmm. when you're performing are you still trying to emanate that message
2: <laughs> yes always i'm always trying <laughs> you are so in
1: rehearsal and on stage yes i mean at, at the performance do you have a process My college professors would
2: (laughs) would wish that I had a very concrete process. But I do a lot of textual analysis. I just spend a lot of time with lyrics and Mm. figuring out what does this mean? What are some multiple meanings that this line might have? Um, How does the music support what I think is going on in this song, how does the music maybe challenge me? For example, something that we spent a lot of time with was the song Music in You, which is the act two song, because it is a very like soft, sweet sort of lullaby melody, but we wanted it to be, as you said, an empowering song. Mm-hmm. So sort of fighting against the like calming nature of the music and really finding the go get in the lyrics and in the story that the story mm. requires at that moment.
1: When did you get into Boston?
2: Monday night. And did
1: you come in on one of those carriages, or, or was
2: it a regular bus? Yeah, a special carriage called a charter bus, Yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs>
0: where did yeah. you come in from?
2: Um, oh my gosh, where were we? Uh,
0: it's one of those things where you, don't, you wake up in the city, you don't know where you are.
2: Truly. Very
0: rock and roll of you. Um,
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, we were in Champaign, Illinois. We drove from Champaign to Indianapolis, and then we flew from Indianapolis mm. to here.
1: You mentioned no one can talk with Rogers and Hammerstein now. Right, (laughs) which is true Uh, but we can really listen to what they wrote on paper in the 40s and 50s Mm -hmm. we can listen to the lyrics and I guess there's new songs that they adapted for this version right Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that because here we are in a beautiful room Mm -hmm. at the Emerson Colonial Theater this theater as you probably know was where Rogers and Hammerstein Mm kind of got their chops right yeah it's really exciting pretty wild right (laughs) Yeah, I wonder who the fairy godmother was back then.
2: Oh my goodness. Um, We
1: need to look back at all of your fairy godmothers.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, something that I've sort of noticed looking at musical theater history and knowing Rodgers and Hammerstein is that there's always some character... Who sort of like the fairy godmother. So like Aunt Eller in Oklahoma, um, Nettie in Carousel. Really? They're all these sort of wise women who...
1: It's not just Sleeping Beauty and some of the other classics. It's it's, yeah. it's others.
2: I would say, yeah, they're not just the mother in the story, there's, but there's some sort of familial figure with someone like Aunt Eller or Nettie, I'm thinking about. These two are really stuck in my mind for Mm -hmm. some reason. They kind of are a part of the community. They tend to sing, you know, something really like rousing in Act 1 and then something really meaningful in Act 2. Yeah,
1: sort of wise. Mm
2: -hmm. And so I think that is definitely a part of the Rodgers and Hammerstein DNA. And I think it's something, you know, if you wanted to write a paper on it, I'm sure you could.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And what is that about this place itself? You know, you or your colleagues last night, was it something that came up either on the bus or while you were here in rehearsal that this is the very place?
2: Yeah, we're all just really excited and really thrilled to be here. You know, we all follow musical theater news musical theater history and so for me the the most present thing that I was excited about was Moulin Rouge being here over the summer and Mm -hmm. I was very starstruck and they've got their um, their little mural on the wall which is so fun and it's just it's a beautiful facility we're glad to be here for a sit down for more than just you know a couple of nights and really get to know the space.
0: So last night when we were People I've seen had fans in the audience. Like <laughs> yes. there seemed to be there are friends or family or yeah. they look like the people knew some of the some of the people who were on the stage. Is A that correct? Few, or they yeah. were just so overwhelmed with your performance.
2: <laughs> A few people are from New England. So oh, some some are from of the people Boston. on the stage are from
0: New England. Oh mm-hmm. great.
2: Some are from Boston, some are from New Hampshire. And oh, there were also some performers who were previously on the show. Oh neat. Um so they knew oh, every the single audience. word, yes. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I wanted to ask you, who are your fairy godmothers?
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, my mom. (laughs) My mom and my dad are both... So supportive Sort of in their own ways Like my mom is also a singer mm. That I think is definitely Where I get it And yeah. where I sort of learned My dad is a retired Computer programmer So uh-huh. um, so the acting Ooh, thing Oh, you got
1: left brain Right brain going on oh, here Oh, yes
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah So I think it took him A bit longer to come around To the acting thing But once he realized There was no getting rid of it <laughs> Yeah He's been really, really on board Which is really wonderful um, He's
1: okay with a Broadway production He's cool with that. He's fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then my voice teachers have all been really, really wonderful. My acting teachers, too. Oh, one of my professors at school, Dan Egan, he's everything. He's the greatest. Oh, my, and my high school teachers. Yeah, I so guess he's, it's, it's so teachers. So Dan is it's your fairy teachers. godfather, basically. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Yes, and my, my high school choir teacher, Ron May. Truly, yeah, it, yeah, I think it's teachers. Teachers are fairy godparents. That's what it is. That's excellent. I well, it's a so nice, I,
1: what I hear from that is that you've had many mentors but you mm-hmm. grab different qualities from many different creative people and Absolutely. advisors in your life. But at the same time, your parents have been supportive, which is like a key core. Yeah, um, it helps <laughs> in your life. Yeah, I did want to know about mm-hmm. the dress. The now, dress. is this is
0: this like is this kosher
1: for us to talk about? Yeah, when we were, we, we, we interviewed
0: Blue Man Group and we were under a sworn secrecy not to tell their secrets. Yeah. So I don't know if you yes. I don't know if you allowed to tell this. So.
2: Um. It depends on your questions. I might be able to shed some light. When I transform. (laughs) Let's put it this let's put it
1: this way.
0: Let's put it this way. Right before the magic. Are you thinking is this gonna work? (laughs)
2: Always.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it is magic.
2: Yes.
1: Because I was wondering. I was wondering. So it actually is magic. Yes.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Because I thought it was some like that I I realized last night after talking with my daughter Mm -hmm. that it's actual magic. It's magic. That is awesome. Yeah. Only magic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You've been doing how many shows in general? Like what's a rough estimate of for Cinderella?
2: 27.
1: Okay. You're you're well into this obviously, but also in a sense it could be considered the beginning. Yes. When we talk about the new show mm-hmm. and what the writer added this is 2015, 2018, this is the era of Me Too, this is everything Chuck was mentioning about in the beginning. What kind of feedback, if any, has there been public connection to you or to the cast about the effect, about what people
0: feel?
2: Right. Well, I do remember on our our first day of rehearsal, we had a little meet and greet and Douglas Carter Bean, the book writer, came by. Um, he went to
0: the he, American Academy of Dramatic Arts.
2: Amazing. I didn't know that. And he was saying, you know, when he wrote this in 2012, hmm. he was saying, I had no idea that by this time, kindness would be such a hot button issue. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what
1: a great line.
2: It was it's- iconic. And so that, I think, is sort of what we are thinking about a lot, is just the idea of, of kindness and of... Paying it forward and using what you have to help others, whatever that means.
0: As a power in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So that kindness part where everyone is like, mm-hmm. there's an insult. <laughs> there was an insult thing. What do you, what do you call those? Uh, Ridicule. 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 <laughs> and, and, yeah, uh, like what, I, what, what into you do k- to me often right. on the podcast. Then it, then it turned into <laughs> kindness. That was written in 2012? Yes. That's amazing. I don't, think,
2: I don't think anything that, has yeah. changed in the book. Anything significant has changed in the book.
1: No, but what's amazing, though, is that that's surprising. 2012, it, we're not talking like 1982. It feels like so But long. then again, it's been <laughs> just a few years that we've all been living this. Yeah.
0: What's the matter? Yeah. No, no, no. Robert, Robert Jones. Oh, okay.
1: Well, hello. Um, mm-hmm. No, I was just going to jump
2: in on what you were saying, mm-hmm. is that I think it's Rodgers and Hammerstein... They're timeless, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about... You were talking about South Pacific. Yeah. Maybe you, you didn't, maybe, I didn't but, mention t- South but Pacific, but you've got to be
1: carefully taught, right? Mm-hmm. That song is all about racism and what it means and, hello, what's going on today? And I think there's always going to be something in the genius of their writing yeah. that lets us mm-hmm. reflect on what's happening today, and it's always sort of a, oh, my gosh, this has been happening for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of cyclical, maybe? I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you think... I mean, I immediately thought, oh, well, he we must have edited something and added something to the script to make it more relevant for today. Nope. But <laughs>
1: Well, there was one line.
0: No? Okay. She's shaking her head no. Okay. But let's so, see, what, what line do you okay, think? Okay,
1: so this is really interesting. Gets back to Robert's point about... Yes maybe it's our interpretation as well Mm -hmm. and what we can glean out of this. And it could be the delivery of the line, although (laughs) I'm not an actor like you guys. You're not. However. Years of training. The line on stage, right, who was it that said like, the soul and the heart Uh of a leader. That's Cinderella. (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah, that has been in there the whole time. And
1: in particular leaders in our nation.
2: It is not a targeted statement. It's always Caused gotten a pretty emotions. big response. Okay. Yeah, the political lines definitely get like varied responses, but it's usually just a matter of how big is this laugh? There's it's relative. Right, yeah. right. This is not a
0: polarizing musical. Right, right? exactly. But, but it's there and people notice it. And we certainly noticed it. I mean, it's a funny line, but people kind of can—they can put two and two together. And-
2: but I've—I've right. I've heard a lot of people too- who think that the story has been, or that our version of it has been edited recently. I assume. And I'm always like, I mean, I truly think that again, it's Douglas Carter Bean who sort of adapted the book mm-hmm. to our our sort of more modern version of the story, and I think he was generally thinking about what it means to be a leader and. How Prince Topher, the prince in our story, is learning to be the best leader that he can be too.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that because um, one thing we didn't cover was your role as fairy godmother and your relationship with Cinderella is not simply about here's your beautiful gown, Mm -hmm. here's your beautiful carriage, go and and meet the man. Yes, Certainly it was about you can help change the world in Mm -hmm. some way. But the real, I think, genius of this Mm -hmm. was... The connection to Topher and for her ability to get something so special out of him that helps yes. the community. I mean, that's just brilliant. I
2: greatly appreciate how all of the characters are so fleshed out in this version. And I do like that, yeah, that the prince isn't just a distant prize for her to win or a goal for her to achieve, but that he's also a human being who's trying to figure himself out and figure out who he wants to be. She's also figuring out who she is and who she wants to be. And together, they kind of, as you said, encourage each other, become the best versions of themselves, and help the people around them, too.
0: Well, you could say that about everybody in the the cast. Mm -hmm. Even the evil stepmother. You don't have the two stepsisters. It's not well you had the sympathetic step Right. Well, yes. you, you don't have I love it's that. not it's not your Walt Disney Cinderella. Right? Right. right? It's Roger and and you, and the So you expect <laughs> certain things to happen and it's like, "Well, didn't, wasn't he supposed to do that? And mm-hmm. is not this supposed to she's supposed to be mean and ever after." Oh yes. It's, very, very similar to,
2: it's mm-hmm. based off the same Charles like, Perrault. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Charles Perrault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the the things that are different to us Are actually pulled from the original Charles Perrault fairy tale.
1: I read it was just on a Wikipedia page, but I read about Perrault's version, the original version, Mm -hmm. and they said something like, when talking about the fairy godmother. Mm
2: -hmm. I think I I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: Perot, it said, uh, let me just read it. But yeah. well, you know Honestly, what he's going to say? You say it.
2: Wasn't it, a, I'm not going to get it word for word, but it's something about being gracious is better than gold or jewels, but having connections helps too. Yes. Was it that?
1: That was actually
0: very well said. It's all about um, who you know. That's, what it, that's <laughs> exactly. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to cut this yeah. off. All right. uh, thank you so much. You have your own website, too, right? I do. What's your website?
2: XenaEllis.com. Oh, I, sh- I
0: should have, be able to know that one. <laughs> so that's and, Z-I-N-A-E-L-L-I-S.com. It, yes. Is Zena short for something? No. Oh, it's a beautiful name. Thank you. But thank you. Thank Good you. luck on the rest of the tour. Thank you so, and, um, much. Thank really you. Get, and, so much. And I really enjoyed your performance.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. I want to get an autograph for my uh, for my daughter, if that's okay.
2: Oh, my
0: gosh. Can of you do course, that? I brought yes. the program. And if Aww. you want an autograph, we'll do this. We can give you an autograph.
2: Amazing. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Great.
0: We would like to thank Robert Jones of the Emerson Colonial Theater for his assistance in setting up this conversation, and also a big thank you to Zena Ellis for her wonderful work on the stage and for waking up so early in the morning to talk to us. You can follow Zena on her website at zenaellis.com. Cinderella runs through December 30th at the Emerson Colonial Theater, and you can get tickets and learn more about this beautiful theater at emersoncolonialtheater.com. Go to AboveTheBasement.com, where you can join us on Patreon. Sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. On behalf of Ronnie and myself, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, and remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique. How would you like to join us in creating great conversations that inspire and connect? Patreon is a membership platform that provides a way for creators like us to build relationships and provide exclusive experiences to subscribers or patrons. We have been self-financed since we got off the ground in June of 2016, but in order to continue to fully invest all we can in each episode, we need your patronage. For more information, please go to patreon.com forward slash above the basement.